which NFL teams could collapse in 2023? Teams going from first place to worst place on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Shout out to all of the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed up if you're not an everydayer. Become one on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Matt, this is a little bit different angle than yesterday. Yesterday, we talked about the worst to first teams, teams that could go from fourth place to first place in their divisions in 2023 uh, from their 2022 season. Now looking ahead at the uh, teams that were first place teams or just really good teams that might be mm-hmm. in for a fall potentially. Like we're, we're trying to find some weaknesses in the, some of these really good football teams, because as we know, Matt, year to year, the NFL changes a lot. And I know for the team you cover the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've been very consistent. They've been the, the model of consistency in the NFL. The team I cover the San Francisco 49ers have not, they've gone up and down and, uh, and all around and they were, picking second in the draft the year they went to a Super Bowl, right? Of worst to first move. Then they went for, and actually the Cardinals were worse. So they weren't worse actually that year. Uh, Cause the similar Cardinals though. Yeah. But yeah, but then, and then the next year, some injuries, they, they fall back and, uh, and they're not a playoff team anymore. And then they come back and they're in the NFC championship again. So there, there's a lot of volatility in the NFL for certain franchises, some more than others. And um, even good teams can have bad years and some teams just completely collapse. So we'll try to find who those teams are here in uh, the 2023 season and starting division by division here with the AFC East. And what do you think? The 13 to three Buffalo bills. It's hard to, env- it's hard to envision a team with Josh Allen at quarterback being a bad football team. So first to worst seems very difficult for the bills, but they've got a lot of competition in this division and you don't have to fall that far to maybe be worst, which is maybe why the bills could be that team to go from first to worst. Yeah. You would think that this is a similar you know, just the upside down version of yesterday's conversation, but it really isn't to me, you know, that, uh, you know, I, I, I want to avoid, well, Allen could get hurt in the preseason and miss the whole year, Burrow, Mahomes, you know, hurts, uh, you know, th- th- these guys could miss the whole year. And that's the story I could write where the bills are picking in the top eight in the draft and last in the yes. division. Cause yes. And unfortunately that will probably happen to somebody in the league. Of course, that's just the way the league works, but I almost think some of these really good teams, especially the ones with those true franchise quarterbacks, and we talked mentioned this yesterday with your Niners who don't have the franchise quarterback, but they have pretty high ceilings. You know, could you go from not maybe best to last, but could you go from best to very mediocre? And I think the Bills possibly could, you know, I mean, uh, maybe Kincaid doesn't work out and it's really just digs is your only weapon and you don't still develop a run game and you're still just begging Allen to be Superman time and time again. And the defense is one year older and lost Tremaine Edmonds. And I could see them, you know, I, again, I'm not going to probably pick any of these powerhouse quarterbacks to be the worst team in their division, but I could write a script where they win seven games. 
and I think it's feasible. And then this division, New England looks like the the weakest team, but kind of like the Steelers, you know, they're not going to be horrible. You know, they're going to be right around 500, like you're talking about with Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's sort of the hero ball scenario. Does the yeah. hero ball just go south for them? And, and too much is put on the shoulders of of Josh Allen and yeah. the, the defense. You could, you know, you could argue that the defense could hold them back in some ways. You know, Von Miller ages out and he's not that right. guy. Right. And they don't get a pass rush with Rousseau and Epinesa and Daquan Jones and Ed Oliver like they want to. And um, they still have a really good secondary. They've added talent there, you know, a healthier year in the secondary. To be honest with you, I would probably pick the Bills to be as good or better football team this year. But, um, you know, there are reasons. They're, they're not a perfect football team, and, right, and you, right. you can you could poke some holes in the roster. Yeah, I mean, that's – again, you got to squint for some of these really good teams. But I could see corner, you know, not being a great position, maybe pass catchers and running game not named Stefan Diggs, not being great, or the O-line gets real beat up – or not even beat up, but just gets exposed and, you know, Allen's taking hit after hit. Again, I mean, I think they're really good. I'll probably pick them to win the division, but I'm trying to write a story where they're last, and I guess I could. I mean, yeah, I think it's actually three team behind them. Again. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. That's that's more of the reason. You know, um, let's say the Bills win 11 games instead of you know the ball bounces a, a certain way. They win 11 games instead of mm-hmm. uh, you know or 10 games instead of 13. Well, yeah. Miami could be a lot better with a healthy two all year. Uh, Bill O'Brien just being the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, you have to project that they're going to be a little bit better. Could they win two more games and have 10 wins? The Dolphins would only have to win one more game to have 10 wins. And then we talked about the Jets being the the worst to first team. So they could absolutely have 10 wins. So this could be one of those Mm -hmm. divisions tight at the top, even tighter than they were last year. And they go, you know, they only win a couple fewer games, just they're basically the same team and, and still are fourth. So that would be the path probably for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And I think this will be true. when we talk about Cincy next too, is just because the division's so tight Maybe they'll play six really close games within the division, but a, a weird kick block happens or their kicker stinks and they can't finish, put teams away, or they just don't get bounces in those six games. And before you know it, you're one in five in the AFC East and fourth place after all the tiebreakers, you know? Yeah, you start slow and tiebreakers mm-hmm. work against you. Yeah. With, with Cincinnati, too, like I'm trying to think of, uh, I think really it's the. Those three teams in the AFC, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Chiefs are the most, um, if you spin the wheel of death, basically, right? And just like, you lose your quarterback. It's the, and we we, we said up front, that's not the what we're doing here. It's like, of course, you lose a star quarterback, your team's going to be worse. But they have the most, their quarterbacks are the most valuable in the league. Like, you look at the Chiefs roster, the rest of the roster, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think even more so the Chiefs versus the Bengals and the Bills. Like the, the one player, he's, yeah. he's the most important player in the league right now, Patrick Mahomes. The, the one injury that can't happen for the NFL uh, is probably a Patrick Mahomes injury. So if you spin the wheel, there's you know there's that one, that percent that any player in the NFL could get hurt on any given play. We're one play away from that happening for the Chiefs, and I think their their one player that could get hurt is the most valuable in the league. And you go from a fourteen and three team to a I don't know a six win team if there's no Patrick Mahomes, or maybe even worse. Yeah, I 100% agree. And and I used to call Aaron Rodgers the NFL's greatest deodorant. And now it's Mahomes because I know we're skipping ahead here, but I don't think the Chiefs receivers are very good. You know, they're, they're not the Bengals receivers. I mean, but it doesn't really matter with that guy. Is is their running game great? Yeah, it's okay. You know, is their defense great? Talking about Kansas City. No, but I'm never going to bet against Mahomes. Um, just to stick with the Bengals, though, I think you just said this, that 
the rest of their roster, I think, can withstand a Burrow injury for a short stretch. You know, I mean, three games, two games, and still keep them not last. You know what I mean? Even in a tough division, they could grind it out with good defense and you know play, you know, shorten things up a little bit. Here's the other thing about the Chiefs too: is Tra- like Travis Kelsey's going to age out at some point. I was thinking that too. And I mean, and so if if you take Travis Kelsey away, but not even Patrick Mahomes, like does that does that, that offense kind of screech to a halt because they're not built up around the running game, right? And like he's a third down monster. I don't I don't think people realize how important Travis Kelsey is. So maybe that's a sneaky thing that could affect the Chiefs that will affect them at some point. Is what do you do post Travis Kelsey? Right, like I think the Bengals could run the ball and play defense, you know, where the Chiefs, and not even a Mahomes injury, but a, a Kelsey drop-off, they're not really even equipped to do that. You know what I mean? So I can't see the Chiefs – I guess we're talking Chiefs now. I'm kind of yeah, going we'll, back we'll, to the back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't see the Chiefs being worse than the Raiders, but I could see – boy, these there are chinks in the roster that could really get exposed, maybe even more so than Buffalo's. I would say they're teetering on the sharpest edge of um, uh, yeah. of superstars that, you know, it, we saw it with the Rams last year, right? It's like, oh, geez, all of a sudden you're an awful football team when you're built around, right. a, you know, a couple of special players. And so, you know, it's not it's not a long-term worry, and the rest of the roster is better than what we saw with the Rams last year. But you could see a similar short-term collapse because I think the Rams thing is, is going to be a longer-term build. But, um, but certainly Kansas City – Worst to first, would they be worse than the Raiders? I don't. I still don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, the worst injury luck. So, um, but they could they certainly could go worse be, to average, though. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it could be a, a short-term one-year collapse, but that's mostly based on very specific injuries. And I like what you said there, though, because it, we we started the show by saying we're not going to say, "Oh, Burrow hurts." All these guys get hurt. But quarterback aside, is any team more reliant on Chris Jones and Kelsey? You know what I mean? Kind of in a Rams-like fashion. And, you know, Kelsey's up in age. If uh, so, for the going back to the Bengals here and in the North, if um, which I think this is probably one of the most probable worst to firsts, just because Me too. Me too. And, but even though I, I think they're not teetering on that, that razor's edge, like the chiefs and maybe even the bills are with the, with just superstar quarterback uh, being such an important part of why they win so many games, even though Joe Burrow is super important to the Bengals. But if you lose Jamar chase, they'll be all right for a stretch of games. They'll if the okay. chiefs yeah. lose Travis Kelsey, I'd, I'd get a little bit well, more worried. Yeah. hundred percent. And I can start for the bills. Right, right, exactly. I mean, there are some very dependent on one guy type of situations. And Chase might be better than Diggs, but they could weather that storm better. You know, like in the North, maybe the Steelers take a little step forward. You know, we talked about them a little yesterday. Or yesterday, or Lamar gets back to being an MVP. Or Watson gets close to an MVP rankings. And since he's still a really good team, but they're 8-9 and nine and they're fourth in the division. I think that's not crazy talk. It's not crazy talk, which is why yeah, I still yeah. think it's more likely the Bills or the Bengals would go from first to, to last in their division than even the Chiefs, even if they agreed. lost Mahomes. <laughs> it would be agreed, tough. agreed, agreed. Yeah, I'd still like them as much as the Raiders, and, but they, you know. Um, and then the AFC South's a different conversation altogether, but they do have an emerging star quarterback in Trevor Lawrence with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So even though... Um, even though they had the least amount of wins with nine and eight last year, uh, I don't, I think it's almost less likely that the Jaguars go first to worst than some of these other teams. Me too. And I don't feel nearly as strong as them 
as an organization, as a contender, as I do Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincy, but I can't imagine them being last. I mean, Tennessee to me is going to be a really bad team. I mean, if you told me the Colts won the division and Richardson's rookie of the year and they're play, they're really hard to play against, fine. We talked about Houston. I think their defense is pretty darn bad, but I don't envision a world where Jacksonville could be fourth. They might not be a playoff team, but I can't imagine being fourth. Not just first place teams, Matt. I want to look at some other teams in 2023 that might be in for a collapse or just a team that might disappoint versus where expectations are going into mm-hmm. 2023. We're kind of looking at the negative side of the coin here and trying to poke some holes into some NFL teams. And, uh, you know, because everyone thinks everyone's going to be great. And we have to remind everybody out there that uh, everything's not always uh, hunky dory and perfect every NFL season. So some unexpectedly bad things happen for NFL teams. So we'll do that next and of course the the first to worst in the nfc today's episode of peacock and williamson is brought to you by built bar we're talking high protein we're talking low calorie low sugar low net carbs those are the conversations those are the uh the combinations you're looking for when you're looking for that delicious snack to get you through your day and everyone needs a snack now and again but make sure you're reaching for the right snack get rid of the potato chips get rid of the candy bars that might be uh, sneaking around in your desk or in your pantry or in your car in your purse wherever it is that you have that that cache of terrible for you snacks replace those with built bars because you will feel amazing about uh, a, a protein bar that tastes so good but that is also good for you healthy can taste amazing with Built Bars and most Built Bars covered in 100% real dark chocolate, which really sets them off, really feels like you are getting a treat because you are getting a treat. Tons of great flavors of Built Bars, new flavors coming all the time. Very Vanilla Puff and the Very Vanilla Bar is one of the newer flavors there. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff you can find at Built.com. How about Birthday Cake Puff and my favorite, just the classic peanut butter bar cookies and cream mint brownie find all the flavors and varieties of built bars at built.com and you can find them on your store shelves as well including your local walmart or sam's club so run in grab yourself a box of built bars and thank us later okay matt nfc time here first to worst the philadelphia eagles were in the super bowl they had an amazing run they've got a good young quarterback that has now been uh, given a big time contract, a ton of talent on both sides of the ball. It's hard to envision a collapse of the Philadelphia Eagles because when you're that good, not only at quarterback, but even if the injury bug bites you, they're so good on both offense and defensive lines and playmakers on both sides of the ball. How does this team collapse, Matt? I don't see it. And I mean, they may disappoint and maybe Hertz is no longer an MVP and maybe he's, the 14th best quarterback in the league. You know, he regresses a little bit. You know, his accuracy issues show up. But still, I can't imagine him being fourth in the East. You know, I mean, you know they're going to run the ball well with a quarterback-running back combination. The depth on both lines, as you mentioned, is just fantastic. I mean, that really keeps you – I mean, do they have the – I guess is a different question. Do they have the highest floor of any team in the league? I kind of think they do as I talk through this. Yes, uh, I think that's yeah. a great way to put it. I think the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles probably have the highest floor, even if they don't get amazing quarterback play because of right. injury or regression or you know teams get a book on uh, on Hurts and find out something he can't do well and, and exploit it for mm-hmm. half a season until he makes the adjustments to the adjustments. You know, you could, you could talk through everything, even with injuries, and I think the Eagles do have a really high floor because they're, they're well-coached. 
Well, how, actually, how about that? They lost both their offensive and defense. I was thinking that too. Yeah. That, I mean, the, the, people don't think about those things. You lose both coordinators, though. Maybe the, you're just not as good a play caller or preparing during the week. Right. Still, if I had to bet on any team to go to the playoff, just make the playoffs, I would pick the Eagles. I would too. And now look, yeah. there was only four games that separated first and last place in that division. The Washington Commanders at 8-8 eight and eight had the best fourth place record in the NFL last year. So not a collapse, but what, uh, 11 wins instead of uh, instead of 14? Could, I, mean, I could even I mean, see nine. I mean, I, maybe, but that's still pretty good, you know? Yeah, even if worst case scenario, would a nine and seven, would a nine and eight team be last place even in a division? Yeah. That'd be tough because that, that would mean that everybody would have to win double digit games basically with the Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. And, and I kind of regret saying even nine because I really think the Eagles are going to win double digit games. You know, would the Cowboys? be a team that you can envision a collapse. I know they're not a first place team, but they were a 12 and five team last year. And I think most people have them at least top three in the NFC coming into the year. I have a hard time with that too. Cause I really think they're the two best teams in the NFC as their stands as they stand right now. And Dallas, what goes and gets Brandon cooks and Gilmore and guys, you know, that are going to be upgrades, you know, and it could Dak throw a million interceptions. I mean, he threw led the league in interceptions, but I don't really look at him as a super high turnover guy. Could the loss of Kellen Moore derail the offense? I guess, but I think this team has a pretty high ceiling too, or a pretty high floor as well. They do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would say both the ceiling and floor are not as high as Philly, but both very high. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I do think the Eagles have the highest floor in the league. The more I think about it. Moving on to the NFC North. I mean, this one's really easy, right? With the Minnesota Vikings, they had a, they had a negative point differential for a 13 win team. And when they got into the playoffs, every, every, uh, I think everybody out there was like, can we please play the Vikings or the bucks of the playoff teams? Right. Because those are the two teams that sort of limped into the playoffs that uh, you didn't expect a lot from. And, you know, they were, they were out very quickly. So Minnesota Vikings 13 and four have to be one of the teams that, that lead the list of teams that could potentially collapse record wise and obviously i picked the bears as being my favorite to go worst to first but i mean that's a 10 game differential there you know so that's still a, <laughs> lot. a lot yeah yeah that's if the, the bears get a lot better and the vikings get a lot worse and they still might not have a better record so as you mentioned they were 13 and 4 i'd be shocked if any team in the north wins 13 games but i absolutely could see the vikings coming in fourth you know i mean there's a lot of buzz around the lions Maybe Jordan loves a quality player and that defense shapes up. You mentioned the Bears, you know, potential. I think the Vikings D is really worrisome. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to be picking top five, but I could absolutely, of any, of any division we've talked about, writing their story where they come in fourth as a seven and ten team, I think is very viable. Right. Dalvin Cook, you know, what's what's, good, what's that going to look gone. like yeah, there? Right. So, you know, are they just going to hope that, that Kirk Cousins' right arm can lead them into the playoffs? I mean, that, that could be a, a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. So um, clearly, I think the, the Vikings were playing over their head last year as far as their win-loss record. Sure. And maybe got a little bit of luck with some, you know, some bounces. It's all about the Bears to me. So how many games did the Bears win? And can the Vikings not collapse and not fall apart? Uh, but, I, you know, of... I, aside from the the next division, the NFC South, I think the Vikings have the best shot going first to worst. 
I agree. And the South's almost comical, but yes, I think the Vikings would be very high on my draft choices of the eight first place teams that could end up fourth. I do want to say Kirk Cousins kind of gets bashed a lot and partly by me, <laughs> but he was really good last year he and, and he's a good quarterback. So like he's actually a pretty stable force, but I just don't think he's someone that's going to to carry a team there. So, you know, what, what the rest of the team is what I'm talking about here more than than even Kirk Cousins as far as, you know, a, a Vikings collapse. Because we've seen Vikings teams with Kirk Cousins in that eight win area most years anyway. And so I just think that's that the, the sort of getting closer to the mean is, is what I expect from the Vikings. Not necessarily, oh, Cousins is trash. They can't win games with him. I'm much more worried about the defense. I mean, coordinator change didn't do much to get that Flores type guys. You know, you mentioned Darius Smith left the team yesterday. You might brought that up and I don't know if the pass rush is going to be great. They're going to be really blitz heavy. Can the corners handle that? Um, I think cousins can do just fine. You know, he'll be the 12th best quarterback in the league again. And Justin Jefferson will be the first pick in fantasy drafts and they'll be fine, but they're not going to win games 35, 32. Right, you get a whole you get a whole season of Hawkinson. The offensive line yeah, is like, uh, fine. You know, fine with the offensive line there. Addison's but, a I nice mean, addition. Here's here's some names for you. Dean Lowry. Uh, 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 <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce uh, Tonga, <laughs> the, the nose tackle. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, there is Harrison Phillips. You just still have Danell Hunter there, rushing from from one side. You know, That's about later it, in his career. Uh, let's see. They had a Davenport Jones, the third rounder yeah. last year, a couple years ago. Jaqueline Roy, they drafted as, as you know, maybe a Tonga's replacement at nose tackle. Um, Jonathan Bullard. I mean, the, the defensive line, then you go with, with the next group behind them. You got Jordan Hicks, but um, awesome. There right. is, uh, you know, Marcus Davenport they brought in. Is he going to be the, the, the guy that that really? Changes games for you defensively. Harrison Smith oh. up in age, Cameron Bynum, um, you know, Byron Murphy, Andrew Booth, second rounder. For I mean, it's just like the defense you go through and it's like, who's going to carry this team? They're going to need right. some, some of the veterans, the long tooth veterans to really play at a super high level and some surprise contributors there. And I just, I don't know. I don't see it. Even if, uh, even if Brian Flores is able to, you know, to work some magic. I mean, that's really what they're hoping for uh, for the uh, 2023 Vikings season. And I can't stress the scheme change enough. I mean, they were so heavy zone, no blitz, vanilla as could be. Now Flores is the polar opposite. He's man coverage, cover zero, bring the house, uh, and they don't have the guys to do it. Murphy, uh, Caleb Evans. Uh, Makai Blackman, rookie third rounder this year, yeah, and Andrew Booth, the second rounder last year. Those are your those are your man corners in the, in that yeah. system. And they don't have much pass rush if they don't blitz. You know, it's it's Hunter, and that's about it. I mean, the D line's rough. Okay, next we've got the NFC South and the NFC West. Are there some collapses uh, ahead for those teams that won the divisions, and just some other teams around the NFL, Matt? Maybe some mediocre teams that collapse all the way down to the worst in the NFL. Let's look at those next. 
Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Shout out to all the everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, make sure you're subscribed up on the new YouTube channel at Peacock and Williamson. Even if you don't watch YouTube and you only listen to us in your car, maybe on your way to work or while you're doing a jog, check us out sometimes on YouTube and, and watch our ugly mugs talk about the entire league. And Sometimes we throw some things up on the screen and uh, do some live episodes as well. Hit the notification while you subscribe on YouTube so you know when we do some live episodes. Got to go live this week. Maybe go live more this offseason, too, because it is a lot of fun to get those live questions and the live chat going on Peacock and Williamson every day. Okay, Matt, NFC South, and this is the bizarro, you know, division (laughs) in the NFL where last year the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were eight and nine and won the division and we're in the playoffs and then three, seven and 10 teams behind them and the Panthers, the Saints and the Falcons. We talked about uh, any of those teams potentially going uh, seven and 10 to winning the division. You only got to improve a game or two there. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Eight and nine have got to be the leader in the clubhouse from first to worst. I think it's just almost too easy. It's too easy. And I'm going to pick them to be last. I mean, none of these ones we brought up, though I think I'll actually pick them to be last. I think I'll pick Tampa to be last. I think their quarterback situation is terrible. They're in salary cap hell. They actually had the worst point differential in the entire uh, division last year and only one more win than everybody else. Could it get to the point where they're – dumping a Mike Evans at the trade deadline, things like that. I mean, I, I think that's the kind of year they're in for. I mean, it's time to take your take your medicine, eat your vegetables, you know? I will still pick them third in the division. I, I like the Panthers last starting a rookie quarterback, as mm-hmm. good as, you know, Bryce Young could be. The Panthers traded up to number one to get him for a reason, and then the Panthers do have some talent on defense. I just don't think that they're going to win enough football games with a with a rookie quarterback mm-hmm. this year. So I'll, I'll still put you know a veteran quarterback. I mean, there's still some talent on that Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. So uh, even though this is definitely – this is a take-your-medicine year for the Tampa Bay it Buccaneers, and, and probably there's some football teams out there, Tampa included, that won't be super mad if they end up with the first pick in the draft. Yeah, good point. And you're right, though. They do have good players. I mean, Vita Vea and Wirfs and Jensen comes back. Evans, Godwin. I mean, they're linebackers. Uh, and, you know, but it's just there's very little depth, really rough quarterback situation. I, I, maybe Carolina will be fourth, but I'm definitely not taking Tampa to be in the top two in the South. Here's a question for you. Which uh, of, of two of the eight win teams in the NFL, uh, the Washington Commanders were eight and eight and one. It did not make the playoffs. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers were eight and nine, did make the playoffs. Which one of those quarterback situations do you like worst or most? You're saying Washington versus Tampa. Washington versus Tampa. Um, Baker Mayfield wow. and Kyle Trask in Tampa, who, by the way, there was, I mean, it's just one clip, one throw, but they, they just showed, uh, you know, some routine tosses in shorts two tight ends baker mayfield missed a tight end it was a 10 yard throw missed him over his head by five feet and it was just like <laughs> it was like really comical was like oh no yeah, Tampa, yeah. this could be your season right but i mean you, you still would expect baker mayfield to have uh, to be as good of a quarterback this year than than howell than sam howell in washington right i mean this sounds crazy but i think Brissett's the best quarterback on either team and i don't think he's going to be the opening day starter I do at least, yeah, you know what, looking at it from Washington's perspective, knowing that you have a safe backup in Brissett, Mm -hmm. kind of know what base level you're going to play, because Baker Mayfield could play really well, but he could also just be a disaster and be a weirdo, right? Kyle Trask, I don't have a ton of high hopes for. No, Doesn't sound like Tampa does either, uh, former second round pick, but at least Howell has some upside and some excitement, so I think I would probably take Washington's quarterback. Me too. I I would definitely, I mean, I know Trask will probably be the two and Howell will probably be the one, 
but I'd rather roll the dice with Howell than Trask. And again, I think Brissett's the best of the group. So, yeah, I'll take Washington's. San Francisco 49ers won the NFC West in 2022 with a 13-4 record. They had the best point differential in the NFL in doing it. Seattle Seahawks second at 9-8. and eight. And for the 49ers to collapse and become first to worst, they would have to not only lose a whole bunch of games, but they'd have to be worse than the Los Angeles Rams, who, who won only five games last year, and especially the Arizona Cardinals, who won only yeah. four games last year, had the third pick in the draft, and got worse, Matt. That's the thing is, I mean, uh, the obvious thing to point to with the Niners, we brought it up yesterday, is maybe the quarterback position's a disaster. Okay. I mean, and disaster is probably still better than Tampa, Washington, we just talked about, especially in Shanahan's system. Maybe the O-line's horrible, and they don't move any bodies in the run game. Okay, maybe. They're still probably going to be better than Arizona. I mean, they were 6-0 and in the division. They, they won their last 10 I just think Arizona's too bad for San Francisco to be a first to worst. But I could write a story where they don't make the playoffs, you know, or they win eight games. It it would probably take some some injuries uh to to mm-hmm. star players and, and look the quarterback Trent Williams. The quarterback yeah, situation guy, could yeah. be weird and, and they change back and forth and you know, maybe Purdy's not healthy to start and maybe Lance starts and he's not good. Then they go to Sam Darnold and he's, you know, classic Sam Darnold, turns the ball over too much. The Niners have started slow the the last few years as well. It's sort of a, a Shanahan thing we're starting to see now where they they start slow quite often. And look, that run that Purdy was on and, and really it started with Garoppolo before that. They didn't play a really tough schedule during that stretch, and they do have a, a somewhat of a difficult schedule, a lot of travel miles for this team. They've got two Thursday night games, so you know there's a reason maybe they don't win 13 games, but being worse than the Cardinals, I mean, everyone would have to get hurt, basically. Exactly, yeah. Again, pretty high floor team. Not as high a floor as Philly to me, but, I mean, again, they're going to be hard to play against. I'm sure the defense at worst will be in the top half of the league. It might even be number one. You know, I mean, it's a good unit and they'll probably run the ball well, you know. Right. And not even their quarterbacks. They've been one of the most injured teams in the NFL. Yeah. You know, decade, even beyond 2017 when Kyle Shanahan took over. But especially since the, the Shanahan era, they've been one of, if not the most injured team in the league. So yeah, that's something that could happen to the 49ers. They got to be prepared for it, but they've got some depth and multiple very good players on that roster. I, I want to look at some real quick. Of- I meant to say this yesterday because you brought up injuries. Yeah. The Rams and Denver in particular were so injured last year that that at least has that work into their favor. I wanted to bring up a couple of teams that were really ravaged yes. by injuries. You know, Denver the- in particular comes to mind. The Rams are a team then, and I've talked about this with Eric Crocker on Locked On 49ers. Like, I, I'm not ready to completely bury the Rams. I mean, they're they're too well coached and they have either. stars in some right places. And like you look at the rest, like they have a true no-name defense outside of Aaron Donald. So that's what really worries me for this team. And now Jalen Ramsey's gone, one of those stars, but a healthy cup and a healthy Stafford and Aaron Donald. And with what they can coach up on the offensive side of the ball, I don't expect them to be amazing. I don't expect them to be that Super Bowl run team they were a couple of years ago, but I wouldn't be shocked if they're, you know, not one of the worst teams in the league. I think a lot of teams are, a lot of people are burying them, but I could see a scenario where they are the worst team in the league too. Right. I mean, if staff, if, if you're out there starting Stetson Bennett, you know, if Stafford's it's, arms is shot, then it's over. But I think the offense could be really good. You know, like I wouldn't hesitate to draft acres or cup or you know anything off their offense I oh offense- I, I, i'm drafting cup all day long because yeah, you got yeah, yeah. hurts you're getting the automatic discount because he was injured last year and they're going to be throwing the hell out of the ball because they're deep no doubt so no doubt. I mean, right. give me cooper cup all day long 
Yeah, I agree. No, I think the, the offense could be quite good, actually. You add, like, Steve Avelia to the offensive line. Plug and play. He's a good player, you know? Are there any other sort of, not not division winners last year, Matt, but any other teams where you're looking at and we're like, oh, there could be a collapse here coming from a team that was like uh, the Seattle Seahawks that were 9-8. and eight. They were a second-place team, a playoff team. Could they, uh, uh, you know, have been playing That's over the That's a team that came to mind. Year? How about the New York Giants too? Nine and seven and one last year. Yeah. And I, I really believe in Brian Dable, but I don't believe in Daniel Jones. And they've gotten better. And I, I just, I'm not a believer. I wouldn't be shocked if they were a six win team, but I wouldn't be shocked if they won 10 games either. The teams that come to mind, you name two of them. Seattle, everyone's talking about like they're a contender, contender, and maybe, but um, I think people are. I think there's like, I would sell their stock right now. I think their stock's a little higher than I'd be willing to pay. Um, I, I probably would sell the lion stock right now too. Like they did some good things, but are they ready to take the next step? I mean, they kind of haven't been good in my whole lifetime. And <laughs> yeah. you know are, what are I mean? The lion's going to lion. I like, I, I have that t- in like, you know, they drafted a running back and an off ball linebacker. And I know there's a lot of fi- lions fans mm-hmm. that listen really mad at us. And, and I, I don't like bad mouthing the team because I, I, I like, what they're doing as well. Uh, and I do think they got a lot of good players in the draft. And so you can definitely say, Oh dude, this team's going to go run away with the division and win the North and be like, Oh my God, you know, this is a, they have a, a buy in the playoffs, right? That the lines could absolutely do that, but I'm they not could. ready to crown them quite yet. Is, that's, is an, best way to put it. that's another one. I'm not quite paying the price of their stock as it trades right now. And definitely the giants like, okay, you, you mentioned it. the giants were nine, seven and one, but before that, they won four games, six games, four games, five games, three games. Like, usually there's that plexiglass principle that Football Outsiders talks about. When, when a team takes a big step forward in the NFL, they almost always take a baby step back. I'm going to point to a couple other teams here. Um, the Miami Dolphins, they were 9-8, and eight, and I oh, think they were better than a 9-8 and eight team, but their, their quarterback is you know, one wrong hit in the head away from, you know, what, what could this team look like? And so the Dolphins worry me a, a little bit, even though I wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, were a playoff team in one game mm-hmm. in January either. I see them as a kind of a volatile organization. You know, they're all in and that usually doesn't work. But I also kind of think that if Mike White played 17 games for the Dolphins, kind of in a Niner-like manner, would they win eight or nine of them still? Maybe. Right. And, you know? and the Patriots, I always want to put them on this list, but they're just never going to collapse. If they didn't collapse no. last year, they're never going to collapse. I mean, I firmly believe the Steelers and Patriots are never going to pick in the top five ever again. You know, like there's a team and Seattle might be like that, too. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. How about the one more? How about the Los Angeles Chargers? Ten and seven. Last Maybe. Year. Could they be like one really bad stretch of games away from firing Staley midseason? That's and, kind of where I was going with it too. Like, yeah. is is it gonna? I'm not. I'm not even saying this is going to happen. But could the world be like Staley's not a good head coach? You know, like I, I think he's really at a pivotal stage of his career. And if it goes wrong, ooh, you know, also a new coordinator. I think that's an upgrade, but you never know. No home field advantage whatsoever. You know, little things like that matter. Mm-hmm. All right. 
who's your pick to go first to worst in the NFL in 2023? Let us know at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. That's the place to get the mailbag questions in this week. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Shout out to all the everydayers. Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson.